what's up what's up my highness queens we are back with another episode of bluntly black girls and y'all happy fucking new year we are in 2023 officially and let me just tell you like i really feel it in my spirit and my soul and my heart and every fucking blunt that i smoke that this is our year 2023 is our year like we are recovering from this pandemic and now is the time to put whatever plans that you've been sitting on you've been thinking about you've been contemplating and saying you know ooh, i don't know if i can do that yes you fucking can do that shit this year because baby i feel it i feel it in my soul this is our fucking year highness queens and I'm here to root y'all on every step of the way. And I know that y'all got my back every episode, every post. And I just appreciate that so much. So I want to make sure that I return the favor and let y'all know that you you got somebody rooting for you. I'm rooting for you. Um, Yeah, so I hope you had a good new year, a good holiday season. I'm super excited to get into these episodes this year. I've made some commitments some plans some i've been put some ideas together and i really think that we're gonna step out of the box this year and like we we gonna make this shit happen so i'm super excited and um yeah let's get into let's let's talk about this first episode this is with our big sis jess and cara they are um of copper house detroit a the first bud and breakfast in Detroit, but these highness queens are fucking hilarious for one and two about their motherfucking business. And I just love that, you know, they're all about building community within their community and making sure that nobody is left behind. And y'all know that is like a cause that is near and dear to my heart. That's how I think it should be everywhere. We are always should be building our own fucking tables with the people around us and elevating our sisters and brothers wherever we can. There's no need for competition because there is enough out here for everybody to fucking eat. And that is literally what they are doing in Detroit. And I absolutely love it. So we talked about um, what it's like to work with your wife, with your partner. Like, can you, I mean, you work together, you live together. That's a lot. So we talk about that, um, how cannabis has helped with um, just his uh, depression diagnosis how it supported her amazing weight loss journey. Um, and we talk about why their neighbors don't hate them because, again, building community is important. You want to make sure that your neighbors don't hate y'all. Have y'all seen that show on Annie? Annie is one of like, my favorite channels. Uh, but, yeah, neighbor wars, neighborhood wars, none of that. None of that in uh, Copper House, Detroit. And, of course, we have a whole lot of fucking laughs over some hilarious international edible stories with Kara. And I hope you enjoy it. I hope that you have set some intentions uh, for this year and let's get this shit done together. Uh, yeah, I think that's it. All right, let's get into this episode, Highness Queens. So let me introduce who came to smoke with me today. It is my girl, Highness Queen Jess, straight out of Detroit. Um, 
Huh? What up, though? Yes. I'm trying to make sure, like, I hit all these different areas of, you know, the U.S. or, you know, eventually the world so we can get, like, a really rounded idea of what the cannabis landscape is out there. So, no, I haven't had anybody from Detroit, so I'm super excited for you to be the first. And, you know, your brand is just amazing. It's just, like, great. I love it. And um, so I was like, okay, we, we have to hit them up. See if we can get them on the show because this is going to be fun times. I mean, you guys literally work in creating fun times. <laughs> like, that's that's your brand, creating fun times. So I love it. So before we get into all of that, I jumped ahead of myself a little bit, but um, tell us about yourself, Jess. Tell us about you, your relationship with cannabis, all that. Yeah. Hi, everybody. I'm Jess. I'm one half of Copperhouse Detroit, which is Detroit's first bed and breakfast. Um, I am also the director of external affairs and social equity for a brand in Michigan called Common Citizen. Um, and I started my career in teaching um, and in education. Uh, I have pivoted to do nonprofit consulting. I've also done, I also do racial equity consulting within um, the corporate space. And essentially, I just think that I'm the quintessential big sis. So I try to share as much as my journey as vulnerably as possible um, to help folks see themselves and also see what they can accomplish when they put their mind to it. So I, that's me. I'm just big sis and I'm big. I'm six foot tall and I take up space. <laughs> I love that. I love that you like, you know who you are, you know, your, your spiel, you know what you do, what value you bring and you're just like ready for it that it's i struggle sometimes people are like well what do you do who are you and i'm like ooh, i don't know i do stuff but i love that you you know who you are you know what you're doing and like out there doing the shit because i've seen i see all the pictures on the instagrams and you know the stuff like that and i'm like this just looks like such a fun time like they just look like such fun people and i want to be their friend <laughs> come through we yes. would love to host you in detroit if you yes. come it's not cold though you you california Girl, in this winter i'm dying <laughs> i our heat is not working right now and you know i think about it and he was supposed to come by today and he has not messaged me um at all but i am not surviving in a non <laughs> like i'm not used to this type of abuse from the weather and my little fingers are like little popsicles every day. That's why I have this hoodie on and like I have layers. It's a mess. It's a mess. So no, I will not be coming during the winter, but may catch you during the during the summertime. Now, what do your summers guys uh, or summertime look like out there? Is it hot as hell? We do have hot as hell summers. Probably not as hot as hell as it is in California, but it can get to the hundreds and we have beautiful natural water in Michigan. You know, we got lakes all around, so we have very adventurous summers. Yeah, that sounds fun. We, when you say adventure, you mean like camping? Camping, outdoors. I, this summer on my birthday, I took a group of friends up to a cabin up north, and it was no Wi-Fi access. Um, no, uh, it was really off-grid, and we went, uh, uh, what's it called? off-roading in my jeep i have a jeep and we took the roof and doors off but like it's outdoor adventuring for sure yeah that sounds like a lot of bugs 
Yeah, no, I don't do bugs. I don't, I don't <laughs> thrive in those situations. I actually completely you know crumble. Yeah, <laughs> completely crumble. So I, it sounds like a ball for someone else. Yes. Yeah, so, but I'm then so you can happy. Just tell me we get really stoned. Right. See, that part sounds like fun for me. <laughs> but the, the cabin with the bugs and the nature and the outside and just the hmm. You guys let me know about that when you get back. <laughs> I'll be here for you. <laughs> but that, you can stay back and do the cooking. I, look, I would find something to do. <laughs> But that's good that you got to um, spend your birthday how you wanted and with friends and like everyone needs time to unplug, uh, whether that's in the middle of the wilderness or not. So I'm glad that you got to um, have that time for yourself. When's your, are you, what's your sign? Do you mind me asking? No, I'm very proud to be a cancer. Oh, I'm a Leo. We're right, we're right next to oh, each other. Summer babies. Yep, 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 yep. Are you August? Or no, you have to be July, July or June. Mm-hmm, yeah. July. Yeah. Um, I'm right on the, I'm July 20th, so I have Leo oh. fire tendencies as well. We would get along. We would get along. That's good. <laughs> That's so dope. I, um, that is one thing I am, like, trying to do more of is, like, get out of my comfort zone. Not that far out of my comfort zone with the bugs and stuff, <laughs> but, like, to do new things and experience new things with, like, my friends and the people around me, so... Uh, maybe I'll find some type of alternative, but like on that wavelength one day. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so what about your relationship with, you know, your personal relationship with cannabis? It's obviously a really big part of, you know, your business life, your, you know, building your, your brand and your, um, event space and all that. Um, but what about on a personal level? What, when did you start consuming? What was like that thing that made you say, hey, let me try this? Yeah, absolutely. So when I was 16, I was a sophomore in high school um, and there I'm also queer. Um, and so there was one out by girl and she sold weed and I bought a joint from her as a way to kind of connect with her. Um, never having smoked in my life. And I carried that joint around with me for six months until I finally gave it away because I was too scared to try it, right? I was the 4.3 liter of seven clubs, had three jobs in high school, um, super high performer, super high achiever, was on track to have full tuition scholarship for college. So I had all this stigma about cannabis. And plus my father is a victim of the crack epidemic, um, and so my father was an addict. And so I was really bought into the propaganda that to try weed would be the gateway drug, right? Um, fast forward, I started at the University of Michigan, which is the top public university in the state. It's all it's a very competitive university. Um, and there were all these white people around me that were smoking weed, like with no problem. It wasn't a thing. Um, and so I took my first hit of cannabis when I was 18 out of a dragon bong and I got so stoned that I laid on the kitchen floor and I didn't know what was happening. So I never really experimented after that. Um, <laughs> I mean, that and- sounds like a, an experience that may make you say, you know, give me a second. Maybe, maybe this may not be for me. Yeah, I was not into it. I was not into it. And so that was my freshman year and I probably, I 
started smoking again my sophomore year, um, and it was more recreational. Um, I was just smoking with friends and social. Um, but when I worked in education, specifically I worked at the University of Delaware after college, um, and I was getting my MBA, I was wedding planning, and I was working as a first responder and crisis responder. So I was like, all this stuff and I couldn't sleep. I wasn't, I, it was the first time in my life I had anxiety. I, I'd never experienced anxiety. I've always had depression, but I never had anxious thoughts. Um, and I w- was started, I would come home because at that point, Michigan was medicinal. Um, and I would come home, I would buy me an eighth. This is hilarious. I would buy an eighth of weed. I would come home every six months. That eighth would last me six months, but I would mm-hmm. take little one hitter, right? Can you, like, right? Six months. <laughs> the, frequency, the frequency of consumption was low, but I would take my little one hitter and I would go on hikes. And that's honestly where I found and discovered my love for nature because it was like my pause to like separate myself from work. Um, and it really helped me uh, ground. It really helped me let disconnect um and i started to feel some of the medicinal properties fast forward i moved back home to michigan where we are now recreational recreationally legal and medicinally legal um and i started doing research actually pause in my last year at the university of delaware where i was getting my mba I had a capstone project and the capstone project was to look into an industry that you would be interested in working in after you got your, your business degree. And I started looking into cannabis because my soror, who is Whitney Beatty, who owns Josephine and Billy's, who started apothecary, she launched apothecary brands at that time. And she was marketing her product by sharing how she was using cannabis medicinally. And she also started conversations around social equity me being passionate about access and opportunity and making sure that um, there's justice built into corporate sectors um, got really inspired because honestly, although a lot of cannabis companies are not necessarily doing social equity right, there is no other industry that has equity as a part of its industry jargon. And so for facts to, for, for businesses to be talking about equity was really inspiring to me. And I did my capstone project on um, cannabis because of Whitney's marketing. Um, but when I came home, I knew I wanted to participate in cannabis. Um, and at the time I had two master's degree and a bachelor's degree. I was a mid-level manager and I was not, the recreational industry had just started and they, they just didn't have jobs that could pay me what I needed. Um, and so, and I wasn't willing to, to be a bud tender to start. I wasn't, I, I have a family. And so my wife, Cara was actually like, okay, I'm going to start growing. She started growing in our basement. Um, and then she got into growing. She's a, a, a grower at a large, the fifth largest manufacturer of cannabis in the state. Um, and she manages their operations. And I started, we started like thinking about how we could engage. At first we wanted to be like, we're gonna start our own cannabis business, Um, but it's costly to enter and costly to play. Um, And so we were like, what can we do with what we have now? And we opened our home, Uh, we started hosting folks and that's kind of what got us started in uh, the cannabis industry on our own outside of some of the corporate structures, but it's also kind of what got us discovered to get these 
corporate jobs, to be honest. We we did Copper House. It started with two air mattresses up in our spare bedrooms. Um, and then we've just kind of grown and evolved. We now have a 1,000 square foot studio um, that sleeps up to 10 people um, that was funded by Cannabis for Black Lives. So we were, we were able to do kind of social equity geared events because we're able to do you hear my cat? Is that the cat? <laughs> yeah. Don't worry. There's a whole yep. bunch going on over here. She got something to say too. <laughs> yes. Uh, we, uh, but we have a, so, so that's kind of like how we got started. It was my anxiety. And then once I started researching the medical, so I got started really looking at the business side of things. Um, but once you're like in cannabis, you learn so much. Uh, and I started to realized that it was an alternative to a lot of medicines that I was already taking. So I couldn't, I have uh, chronic and clinical depression, a diagnosis, and I have anxiety. Um, and the, and I also have gas GI issues. Um, and so when I was taking SSRIs or antidepressants, it would fuck with my stomach. Like I couldn't like I couldn't do it. And so I started using cannabis for pain management. I started using cannabis to treat my anxiety. I started using cannabis to treat my depression. I started to research an endocannabinoid system and what cannabinoids helped with what. Um, I started to look into terpenes and understanding the different terps and how they help. Um, and that's kind of like where I'm at now. I'm still like learning what products work best for me. I love edibles. That's my primary mode of consumption. Um, and yeah, that's where I'm in my cannabis journey. I love that. It sounds like a very well-rounded adventure that you've been on here with uh, this wonderful plant that we just love so much. Um, something that you said, edibles are your, your uh, method of choice. And that is just so crazy to me, like not in a bad way, but like, I feel like you're just such a bold lady because, oh my God, <laughs> edibles terrify me and most people because like, it's just how, there is always that horrible edible story. Like everyone uh -huh. has that horrible edible story where they're like, I'm never trying edibles again because I almost died. <laughs> so do you have like how long did it take you to start really being like okay let's let's get this together because I know there had to have been at least a few times where you're like nope 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 not good at all yep trial and error in fact I had an edible in college and I didn't consume edibles again until we moved back home and I started learning more about them and I learned like start low go slow. I'm talking like 2.5 milligrams. Like don't push it. Try 2.5. See how that hits you. Cara is still at a 2.5 milligram dosage. I can now go up to like 20, sometimes 50, depending on what I'm doing that day. Um, and you just gotta, but sometimes people, their first journey. So on my engagement trip, Cara, um, we got engaged in Paris outside of Moulin Rouge. Our, uh, oh my God, time. that is beautiful. That is just beautiful. I planned that. I planned yes. that. That's a romantic uh, experience because she married me. Um, yes. But the first time I had met her, her mom, Cara, I will say, 
say is loyal to a fault and is the family is her top value. I don't come from a very like um, stable family, so I didn't always have that value. Um, but the first time I met her mom, we watched Moulin Rouge. And so when I proposed to her, I'm extending our family. And so I wanted to propose to her in the place around the theme of um, family. And so that's what that represented. But also Kara's movie obsessed. And so our proposal was an entire movie theme. I proposed to her using an uh, adventure book from Up. I made like a scrapbook for her. Um, but then our second leg of the trip after Paris was Amsterdam. And when we were in Amsterdam, Cara had never had cannabis. She'd never consumed because it's illegal and, and it was illegal and she didn't want to do anything illegal. But when she was in Amsterdam, she wanted to try. And she wanted to try an edible. Like, a, it was a moon cake. Um, and it was probably 200, 100 to 200 milligrams. It oh was God. a pretty high oh dosage. This girl ate the whole thing. Uh. <laughs> and... Uh. When I tell you, we were on this houseboat on the canal, so it kind of moved a little bit. I woke up in the middle of the night. She's, like, freaking out in the middle of the room, forcing herself to vomit, like, on the floor. I'm like, girl, we're in a houseboat. You can't vomit on this carpet. And then she's like, Jessica, I think I'm dying. Like, she was really scared that she was dying. I'm like, you can't die from weed. That's not a thing. That's not going to happen. Meanwhile, her freaking out. I'm, like, Googling, like, can you die from weed? You're like, I have to be calm, but we need answers. (laughs) Yes, I didn't know what to do. And so after that, I was definitely scared of trying edibles because I had my own bad experience, but she had a real bad experience. Well, I mean, 200, even 100 milligrams for someone who's still at a 2.5, like how long after? My God, that poor, oh, good Lord. That that was a that was more than an or, adventure. Arch this soul. Yes, exactly. Because oh my goodness, I just remember when my cousin ate way too much, and we were like, "Why the hell did you eat that much?" And it was nowhere near the amount you're talking. And so I can just at that point, you have no choice. Just get it out. Just get it out of me, please. Get it out. Please make it stop. She did throw up some of it, so I think that that saved her. But she was. She did not consume, because I had got her, she liked weed. She, <laughs> she likes weed. Kara is a weed head. She smoked way more than me now. But she grows it. And uh, she was smoking it when we were in Amsterdam. And I was like, yeah, I got her to, she was pretty uptight when we first met. She's a, <laughs> a soldier. She's my soldier. And I was like, yeah, I got her to smoke. Um, but she was, she didn't touch it after that. The whole rest of the trip in Amsterdam. She was like, I mm, not <laughs> So I'm good. I am fine. We'll just, you know, be lovers from afar because this, this ain't it. That no. is hilarious. I don't think I've ever met anybody who's had that much. Hello, Kara. Welcome. And now this is like the edible story of all edible stories I've heard thus far in my life. So it has to be the right version. So please <laughs> tell us the right version. She she got the the main parts correct, but uh, you know, just the finer details are a little uh, I don't know made up. I think <laughs> she did not consume weed yes. the rest of the trip. Yes, she do. says that she did, but Cara's memory is really bad, so I'm gonna let her tell her story. But she says she she did she did not. Well, well let me tell you, 
if anybody's memory deserves to beat a little off, it would be the person who consumed probably 100 to 200 milligrams of THC. <laughs> so I feel like valid. Yes. <laughs> I would actually want to forget that as well. <laughs> this does no, not sound fun. It was a really great experience and I enjoyed it. <laughs> but so I think we were in a houseboat and that kind of contributed to the motion sickness that I was feeling while being extremely high. So <laughs> Right, because you know when you get that high you already start to feel like you're moving on your own. Like that mm -hmm. almost like drunk feeling a little bit. And then yes. you add actual movement to that and we have problems. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, we, we have serious problems. I just yep. had a lighter. Oh, okay, I found it. I was like, I literally have not moved. <laughs> uh, that that is hilarious. And yeah, yeah, that's why I don't do edibles. It's just I have some and I'll do them every once in a while, mostly if like I'm going to like a festival or a concert or something. But otherwise, they're just, I just never seem to get it right. <laughs> so I'm like, you know, yeah. we'll leave that for the people who know what they're doing. Because I obviously don't. Right? Well, if you go by what your body needs, right? So, like, sometimes people who take sativas or strains that have a lot of limonene in it, um, it makes them anxious. Um, and so that, that, uh, can cause anxiety and then but if you're looking for like a sedative one look for the terpene linenol which is the same terpene in lavender and you want to go for more indica dominant strains so like camino which is a california brand but we manufacture it here in michigan they have these uh gummies and they're five milligrams so like if you want to start with 2.5 just cut one in half I, and if you want more you just take more but they're they're strain specific so like you know what you're consuming and that's honestly why that's the only way i consume edibles is when i have the information about what's in them um and so sometimes when folks give me like you know brownies or whatever they made respectfully accept but i also know i'm not playing that game no more because sometimes the dosing is off and stuff like that shit gets crazy and it gets yeah. crazy real quick real fast and real bad <laughs> Real bad. I, I haven't. I've seen Camino out here, um, but I haven't tried them again because edibles aren't my go-to. Um, mm -hmm. But I do have a few gummies. Like I've had these gummies for <laughs> Lord, how who knows? They sound like little rocks. So probably, yeah, probably quite a while. But um, I'll definitely have to try the the Caminos ones next time. I'll try gummies because again, you can you can cut it in half and stuff. I I feel a little bit more uh, comfortable with the dosage there. But yeah, somebody making cookies or brownies or any other thing, unless you are a personal chef, I I don't know about this. <laughs> I don't I don't really know. <laughs> and unless you know about your dosing, that's like. I do have a like an infusion caterer that I work with, but she is very meticulous about her dosing and she knows what she's putting in her oil based off of the THC potency from the flower that she's infusing her oils with. So she can dose appropriately and let you know how many milligrams is in each serving. Right. Because, you know, those aren't the meals that you necessarily always want to go back for like seconds and thirds. Because right. <laughs> you're eating more than just the, or you're ingesting more than just the food. <laughs> um so I always like I uh 
checking in with ourselves and each other is super important. Mental health is super important. So I always like to check in with my guests and just see how your week's been, how you've been, how your mental health, your head, all that, especially on a Monday. So how y'all been? Right, that says a lot. That says a lot right there. <laughs> the deep inhale and release says a lot. Yeah, we. I have been in back-to-back meetings all day today, and um, I am excited to my next. My next appointment is actually the gym, so I'm excited to do some releasing there. Um, and that's kind of been my go-to mental health practice. I'm pretty proud of consistency of movement that I've been incorporating into my life. Um, but it actually has been more cathartic than anything because it feels very much like a release physically. Yeah, I want to get back to that place where I feel like that about the gym. Actually, I don't know that I've ever felt like that about the gym, but I actually went before. So at least there was that, you know, there was a little bit of uh, positivity there. But I'm actually terrified. I just I just know in my heart and soul the second I walk into a gym I'm going to get COVID. It, it could be like, it's just going to be my karma for not being there for so long. And, and so I'm just terrified, but I'm trying to get better at like, okay, at least get out of the house. At least go for a walk. Like at least do these other yeah. things if you're not going to the gym, because I just know I'm going to catch yeah. it as soon as I go into a place where people are purposely breathing hard. <laughs> so Yeah, absolutely. I think that there is a high risk, uh, the for contracting COVID in those spaces. Right. One of the that I got, I was the same way. In fact, the first time I went to the gym, I had a whole ass panic attack. Um, that and, would be me. Yeah, that was me. I had a panic attack. I didn't know what I was doing. I didn't know. I didn't. There were people around me that didn't look like me. I've recently, um, my my body has changed dramatically in the last year. Um, and I, so I used to be 320 pounds and I like didn't fit in with gym culture. You know what I'm saying? Like I didn't feel welcome in that space. Um, and I was pretty sedentary, meaning I sat all day cause I work at a computer. I sat all day. And so I couldn't do a lot of movement things. And so I started with yoga, just being able to stretch and gain flexibility. Um, it also built a lot of strength in some of my upper body. Um, and then I've just been slowly trying to, I then went into Pilates, um, and walking and cardio and jogging was my main, my main jam. Um, and now I'm doing weightlifting, like with a trainer and who is a bodybuilder, which is such growth in mm-hmm. terms of how I'm able to move my body, what I'm willing to put my body through. Um, and it's been so important for my mental health. I love that for you. I love that you found something that has been, like you said, so therapeutic, so cathartic, a way for you to release, especially on days like this where you've been crazy, insane, busy, or it's been a crazy, insane, emotional day. Like you have to have that outlet. Um, Uh I think especially um, as women in communities and spaces that we're not invited into and we're not wanted into, like, that is a lot of emotional weight to carry, even uh-huh. if you are 
well, you do well at carrying it. And so it's important to have that outlet. I'm glad that you have that. And like, I wouldn't be like you when I would grow up. Oh my God, congratulations on everything you're doing. Like you like kind of glossed over that real quick. And I just want to take a moment to say, excuse me, ma'am. Like that is a big thing. Like that is an accomplishment. Consistency is a bitch. Like a huge bitch. Like she is evil. Like, and to be able to um, be consistent and see the results, that is so beautiful. And I'm so happy for you. Thank you. Thank you. It was four years in the making. I feel like three years was me getting my mindset right so Mm -hmm. I could be consistent. And Mm -hmm. then I, for this year, have actually been consistent. Mm -hmm. And sometimes, you know, well, not sometimes, most of the time, it's not a short journey. It's, you know, it is a four year, five year, six year whole life journey. It's a long, a long game. And, I just hope that you continue to have the consistency and the courage to have the consistency and the drive and all that and just all the good vibes to your direction, my dear. I appreciate so much loving energy coming from you. That is so affirmative. Yes, yes. That is what we are here for. Oh, our mental health. How's your mental health? Uh, Right now, I have no complaints. You know, life is life, but... I do my best to find the positive where I can and when I can't to go to sleep, honestly. And I know that may not be the best coping mechanism, but, you know, at least. Yes. Yeah. Like, my ancestors didn't get to. Yeah. Like, honestly, that's normally my, like, if I really can't get something off my mind and I just like, okay, let's just smoke a little bit. And go to sleep. And then at least when we've woken up, my brain won't hurt so much. And then maybe I can think through whatever the hell this is. But um, I haven't had to do that in a while. And and for that, I am very, very amazingly grateful and thankful. So my mental health is actually doing wonderful right now. Thank you for asking. That's good. Um, nor, so we all ask we we also have our high blessings um which like really like funnels into what we were just talking about you know the affirmations and stuff um but before we get into that i do actually no let's go ahead and do our affirmations do you mind if we do our affirmations just because we're in that mode right now and then we'll talk about what we're smoking yeah. so um manifestation you know uh on top of mental health and checking in and all of that, another thing that's very important to me is affirming ourselves and manifesting and like really speaking to power the things that we want and where we want to go. So um, we have our high blessings. Um, so did you want to do a high blessing first or would you like me to go first? I can go or you can go. Okay, I'll go ahead and do mine really, mine first. Um, so this is more like a a prayer i would say than maybe an affirmation or a manifestation but um i forget where i saw it but it says help me to do my best and then trust everything else to your hands Mm, i really struggle with trust um and actually almost every sense of the word you know when you really think about it but in the sense that i'm talking about now it's trusting that things will happen as they're supposed to. Um, and so I've been really 
cognizant of trying to not run the show all the time and trust that, you know, I am going to get where I am meant to be and I'm going to love that place because, you know, that's where he's going to put me. That's where God is going to, he's going to give me everything that I need. Um, I just have to trust. I still have to do the work, but I have to trust that those things are going to happen. And that's the part that I struggle with. So that this affirmation really in those moments where I'm like, this is never going to work. I don't know what I was thinking. I don't know why I thought I could do this. That's kind of the affirmation that I tell myself. Like, as long as I do my best, everything else will work out how it's supposed to, whether it's how I want it to, it will work out how it's supposed to. Um, so yeah, that is my high blessing for today. I love that. And I just recently started going back to church with my grandma and that is, what I've been consistently working at this year. And I think what has helped me be consistent is surrender. What you're like surrendering to the will of God and recognizing that he's never put anything in your way that wasn't for you. Um, and, and like really, uh, like you said, trusting, trusting what he's doing for you. So I, I love that. Thank you. I love that. I love that you're going to church with your grandma. That is just so beautiful. Like, grandmas are just, they're just amazing. They're just the best. And I miss uh, being able to go to just, like, randomly go to church with my grandma. Um, she She's still here. Like, I don't want to put negative thoughts out there. But um, she they live in Reno, so they don't live with me or near me. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, so. the Zoom churches. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. And she don't like leaving the house much anyway. So yeah, she does most of her church over Zoom anyways. Um, so what about you? What uh what is your high blessing for us today? Yeah, Maybe, either of uh, you. Did you want to add? I'll add one after you. <laughs> Affirmations I'm still new to. Um but <clears throat> sometimes I just gotta let it go. Mm-hmm. Just gotta let it go. But yeah. it's very similar to you and just trust that things will be and happen when they're supposed to. Yeah. There's so many times where we're like, we gotta make this work, we gotta make this work, and then you hit that moment where you're like, you know what? I gotta take my hands off this <laughs> and mm-hmm. and let his will be done. And like mm-hmm. you said, just let go. So I do I think that um it's always funny how I feel like our my high blessings with my my guests high blessings they always somehow like touch each other a little bit um but i think that's a a very important manifestation affirmation is that you have the ability to let things go that no longer serve you that aren't bringing you any positivity or bringing you any knowledge because you know it doesn't always have to be positive but at least teach me something damn (laughs) so i i love that i love that i think it's beautiful and i affirm that for you as well I affirm that for you too. Mine is a, uh, and this is just a count. I call it a counter narrative to some of my self-deprecating thoughts, you know. Um, and it, I create, I create value in every space in which I exist. And so it's a reminder to one, it's an intention because when I go into spaces, I am telling myself, "You're here to create value. You're here to be of service. You're here to." to generate love. Um, it also is a reminder to me that like, just by my existence, I'm creating value. I have inherent value. Um, and oftentimes like I'll be 
doubting myself in large corporate spaces, right, where oftentimes I am the only woman of color. Um, And I, like, and men take up space. They like to talk a lot. They like to cut you off. They like to, like, not listen, if I'm being honest. Um, And so sometimes I only get a few things that I can get out because there's a lot of other people that take up space. And I used to shame myself, like, oh, you didn't talk as much as everybody. You, like, you know, you didn't do as much as everybody. But my one or two contributions are valuable, Mm -hmm. no matter what. Oftentimes, because I am the only woman of color in the room. So me just being here in existence and sharing that perspective is of value. Mm -hmm. And so I, like, tell myself that because my biggest hater is in my head. Mm. My gosh, if that ain't a word, <laughs> we are our own biggest enemies sometimes, and and especially in in terms of entrepreneurship, especially in terms of creativity, like we see things that nobody else sees, and it's like, wait, what? You think you're failing, ma'am? Excuse me, because uh-huh. let me tell you, let's list the ways you are not, and so yeah, remembering that you know. Sometimes we're our own worst enemy is also important because then I think that helps put into reference the thoughts that you're actually thinking. Like, is this just me being really hard on myself or is this really true? But um, I love, can, can you say it one more time? Because I, I love how you put it. I create value in every space in which I exist. Yeah, I love that so much because, again, just being is makes us a value and that is so easy to forget and I think you know telling yourself that on a normal basis is so empowering and I think I'm gonna add that to like my my list of like the ones like oh this is good what what do I need today let's pick this one I'm gonna add that to that list (laughs) because you create value in every space every space you create value yeah that's I mean and that's what you guys are doing you're literally here creating space and creating value in your brand and your business and cannabis. And I think it just really speaks to like everything you're doing. And I'm, I'm just very excited. Okay. Because, um, when I found y'all, I was like, it's literally a cannabis house. It's, it's a house. Oh, cannabis. Like, <laughs> I, I'm so excited. And there it's women running it. Oh my God. Okay. I need to look deeper. I need to look deeper. Um, so what are you guys smoking today? Or, well, I, you know, I, let's, let's make that a little bit smoother transition. I appreciate both of you <laughs> sharing your affirmations with me and your manifestations. And I hope that you get everything that you are looking for and everything that you deserve. And I hope that these um, particular affirmations come back to you in the moments that you need them the most. There's thank that. you. Yes, thank you. Um, now, because apparently I am so excited to figure it out because this is like the third time I've tried. Let's talk <laughs> about what we're smoking. <laughs> um, I have, this is cream of the crop. And I remember I bought this. So, <laughs> you know how sometimes you just like, you're like, ooh, I got money. And so you're like, let's get the good stuff. I don't, I don't know. 
I just went for the name and it said connoisseur flower on the bottle. So I said, yep, that's the one I want. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds expensive. Yes. <laughs> so this one um, is, it's a sativa dominant um, and it's called Big D Energy. And I was like, that's it. That's the one I need. I want it now. That's affirmation right there. Yes. Yes. Um, and it is, it says lineage is cream D and with a cross with rents. Now, I obviously heard of rents, but never cream D, but I, I, I feel pretty high. So, you know. You feel like a can of sewer? Yes. I feel like the cream of the crop. Mm-hmm. As you should. Yes. As you should. It's yes. nothing but classy shit over here. Yes. And I decided that, because I was like, what am I going to smoke today? I was like, well, let's do the big D energy because it's going to stand for big dream energy. And I was like, yes, dream big, dream large, dream high. Uh-huh. <laughs> All those classy. things. Yes, yes. <laughs> so I um, have that in my raw cone because I can't roll, but I can't suffer. <laughs> yes. Oh, wait, who? Which one? Neither one of us. Oh, can roll. oh yay! We are a group of non rollers. Yes, we are friends. We, we can start a club called the Non Rollers. What was the, what was the cup, club um, from? Um, Little Rascals, the the what? The, the movie Little Rascals. They had that club. It, like uh, the no women something or other. Yeah, I was, wasn't it something against girls? Yeah, no women. But it's we could like make it the the non rollers. The women. Yeah. The non rollers, oh, but we still get shit done. Club. How about that? There we go. I like that. <laughs> we still consuming. Yes, we still high, and that's all that matters. <laughs> I know. Now I need to know. Now I need to know. Just for the line of whatever that club is. Right. <laughs> I just remember He Man Woman Hater. I don't know. That's I it. That's that. it. He Man Woman Hater. That. It's that. It's He Man Woman Hater Club. Uh, it might be. I don't know. Okay. Then we can be. It. We can be the She Woman. Blunt. No, that doesn't work. I'm blunt roller. Yeah, because we can't roll it. Hating, rolling hating club. Yeah. I mean, we could learn. If we really wanted to, we could learn. But why haven't we learned? Well, actually, people laugh at me when I try and learn. So I just get... So we hate the process of learning with the shades. But yeah. yeah. Well, you know, I would laugh at me too because it's it's pretty bad. I just, it's the hand, it's the hand eye coordination that I just cannot get with. And like, and then I got these nails. Right. I don't know how to do it. Right. Don't have that problem. It's the rolling part. I can't get it tight. Can't get it tight. Yeah. 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 I roll it. I've gotten it sealed. And then you flip it upside down to smoke it and everything just falls out the bottom. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's it's a whole right, mess. But I also have kind of resisted learning because I like people to roll for me. You know, I feel like that's a sign of love. I on my dating profile it says my love language is massages and rolling my blunts. Literally, <laughs> that's all I need in life, and I will love you forever. Not all I need, but it's a very good start. Because <laughs> it's 
absolutely a sign of love. <laughs> yeah. Especially if you can make it pretty. <laughs> like, if you can make it, like, really pretty. I'm... You want me to go make you something to eat? You hungry? Because, I, I, look, I can make the food pretty. You make my blood pretty. Together, we are happy and hot. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, what are you guys smoking over there? Well, uh, she was... <laughs> So we work for different uh, competitive <laughs> corporate cannabis companies, and I snatched one of hers out of her hand because I just I feel bad I don't have any of my product down here right now, and I'm smoking a <laughs> common citizen sour Larry OG, which is really great. I love. It. Are you my cheating right brand. now? Are you are, are you I'm cheating on the cannabis brand right now? And I feel so terrible right now. <laughs> I just feel so so guilty but it's really good i i'm bougie with my weed you know i i started off with you know yeah your your drug man around the corner what he had and then uh upgraded to he's i would say kind of bougie because it was international weed it's in amsterdam so that was pretty cool but um just over time especially since i started consuming more than i ever have since i started working with cannabis um I they just weren't hitting me enough. I'm like I just can't just smoke flour anymore. I gotta hype it up. I can I'm ready for the next level, and I, I knew I couldn't do dabs because that kills me. <laughs> I go to sleep after dabs. Like no matter what the I, strain is, like it can be sativa, it can have all the like hyped up terpenes. I'm still going to sleep after a dab because <laughs> it's like my body just says nope. We're done. We're done. Shut down now. Right. Oh no! It, it just—it almost took me out, like my lungs and everything. I, it was a very funny story about it. But she took a big ass dab once. Oh man! What I, happened? I just probably would die that day. <laughs> like if I didn't feel that way in Amsterdam, I definitely felt that way. But <laughs> but I started infusing my pre rolls, um, and I really enjoy Common Citizens um, pre roll, uh, especially the different um, <coughs> uh, strains that they have. Uh, and they broke it into categories, which I really like because you get a lot of questions. Which one's uppers? Which one's downers? Which one is going to help me for pain? And they just have it completely labeled out where, you know, and color coded for those who really struggle with reading like me and just need to graze over real right. quick and whatever pops out. And so, like, this one is more downers, uh, a hybrid, but. The blue indicates a sweet relief, uh, so it's it's more medicated for me. Like if I'm experiencing back pain, I know I can find any pre-roll that has a blue color tag on it, and I know it's gonna help for pain. So I really enjoy. It. Is that so I give you props? Is that just you know, that brand, or like with the color coding, the blue and the stuff? Is that just that brand, or is that like all in Michigan? Honestly, I haven't. Seen, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to. I saw you're about to answer. She will know better than me, but for me, uh, as an outsider and a consumer, um, I, uh, I think, I think I just blanked. I'm so high right now. Ah, yes, I love when that happens and it's not me. Yes, I swear. I'm going to get a button. I'm going to get a button or something, some kind of sound, because I get so excited when it's somebody else and not me. Do not feel bad, because I do it all the time. I'll be like, da 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 We're talking oh, about shit. color coding, and if they oh, are on other brands. Oh, it's just from Michigan. Yeah. No. <laughs> okay. I remember now. That's it's awesome. Like, oh, I'm so 
<laughs> I think it's just for for uh, them specifically. I've never seen it anywhere else. So yeah, I do think that there are brands who have their own way to categorize the products by what they offer you. Um, and so what she's talking about, we have four needs dates at Common Citizen, and so we have our daily dose, which is like your your daily vitamin, right? Like it's a it's it's a sativa dominant hybrid, and it's gonna get you. Um, like energized, ready to go, give you some of your herbal remedies, but it's not going to put you out. Um, we have time to shine, which is the energizing sativa, um, which is going to, it's like your wake and bake. It's like what's getting you perked up and ready to go. We have sweet relief, which she talks about, which is an indica dominant hybrid, but they have more other cannabinoids in it, like CBN and CBD to help with pain relief. Like she talked about using it for her back. Um, and then we have our, unplug which is our indicas um and those are that's like that's what's gonna knock you out and and that one's purple so we have yellow red time to shine is yellow um the the daily dose is red sweet relief is blue and um unplug is purple yeah i love the names they i like i'm very much a a sucker for names like hence why i bought big d energy (laughs) (laughs) Um. <coughs> so yeah, and I love how they just like they make sense. They 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 make sense with what you need to do. Um, but that's cool because I know that like that's why I, I okay. Let me get it together. <laughs> I you said it has some of the medicinal properties in it, and I think I think everybody is like slowly moving towards more. Um, what does this do for me versus, oh, is it just an indica? Is it just a sativa or is it a hybrid? Um, because, I mean, those terms are so broad now. But I love that. I feel like most of the time I only see three. Like, there's only three options. So I love that there's a there's that option for, like, this specifically helps with pain because it has the those other uh, cannabinoids in them. Um, so what are you smoking today? I am not smoking. I am on edibles. I am on and Kima. This is Camino. They're they have gummies, the Camino brand, and usually their colors relate to kind of the the, the strains that are in this. So this is their Wild Cherry Excite, um, and they're five milligrams. I took two, so I'm on ten. But they like in the. I just I don't really. I never used to like artificial cherry flavor until I met Kara because she's obsessed with it. And then our wedding cake was cherry and almond. Um, but I I technically got these gummies for Kara because they were cherry. But I've been eating them all. Um, but these are uh, they have a blend of sativa like terpenes with sweet fruity notes of tart cherry that'll have you dancing all night. And I took this because I'm gonna go to the gym after this. Yes. So, Cara, uh, have you tried the gummies again? Like, are we back to edibles supervised? Uh, <laughs> very supervised, yes. I'm always like, Jessica, how much is this? If I eat this, it's going to put me out? Huh? Should I Should I take this right now? So I really, really have to just, because I'm still very much scared because, you know, I've had three other very funny, uh, old, like, um, stories about me being a little too high, especially around edibles. Uh, and I really am, you know, as we continue growing, expanding, um, 
we found that, you know, a lot of folks enjoy having infused dinners. And that's how we started off with a, a lot of our events is having private infused dinners. And uh, I get really excited. I love food. And I just want and me being more comfortable consuming cannabis, especially with my, you know, having job security. You know, I'm not going to get fired because I'm high. We're all high all the time. But <laughs> right. so it was great, right? Went from government jobs where I had to be conscious about how I consume to, hey, I can consume every day and not have to worry about losing my job. Right. And in fact, yeah. we encourage it. <laughs> right. Exactly. Test our product. <laughs> yes. So it got me really excited about trying um, infused meals. But again, I'm really scared because some folks, especially those who are learning, because it's still a very new field and in industry, that uh, they're, they're having trouble dosing it correctly. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when they think it's just about, like, 50 and not think it's going to hit somebody, it's knocking somebody out, like me, who can only handle, like, 2.5. So, um, so I started easing and trying little bites and, you know, started working with uh, Chef Enid, uh, or, sorry, Sunflower um, Enid. And she's really, really skilled and, and has gotten a hang of um, how much uh, she's dosing her meals. And so I started feeling more comfortable trying it. She says it's fine. I trust I'm going to be just fine. And knowing that if it's good and I happen to have seconds, oh, I am fucked because I didn't listen to myself. But <laughs> that would be, but, that's my concern about infused meals is like, yeah, I may be fine, but I'm going to want more, especially if it's like a good chef, right. a good tasty meal. I'm going to want seconds. And now I can't have it. <laughs> no, just have leftovers for tomorrow. I'm bagging this up. No, Think about it all night long. Yeah. I'll eat you tomorrow. Well, most folks are like um, micro-dosing the meals. And so sometimes it's they'll put it in the sauce. And so you might be able to get like your chicken without the sauce mm-hmm. on it so it's not infused. Um, but the but, sauce is probably the best part, right? Uh, the sauce is usually the best part. Yeah, I see? <laughs> I want it all. Eat mashed potatoes without the gravy. Well, I don't eat mashed potatoes, but I understand what you're saying. Okay. Yes, because it, yeah, the salmon without the drizzle on top. Ooh, ooh. Yeah. Mm, I'm hungry. I'm so hungry. Oh my god! <laughs> now I'm hungry. Look at see high and hungry. That is what uh, we have done to ourselves. So, (laughs) speaking of your events and what you guys do, I do want to get into that more because I absolutely love that you guys are building something so beautiful together. And um, all I really want to do with Bluntly Black Girls is build community and build safe spaces for us. And that is literally like with walls, what y'all have done, <laughs> like created this beautiful, amazing safe space, cannabis friendly, like not even just cannabis friendly, but cannabis celebrated. Right. Um, so how did, well, first I love, you said it earlier, but I was watching the, um, the clip that you guys have posted, uh, the news clip and it, they said Detroit's first, Bud and breakfast, and I just love that. Like I'm a sucker for what is that called? Like a play on words? Is that a, is that what that's called? I'm a sucker for play on words. So a bud and breakfast is just, it's like genius, genius. 
I can't take credit for that. It's a platform that we're listed on. So Bud and Breakfast is is trademark. Really? Um, it's a whole thing. Yeah. yeah Look at y'all teaching thing. me you stuff. You can find them everywhere. You can find them everywhere. Now I have it's stuff like to go research. It's like Airbnb, but for um, cannabis, cannabis friendly yeah. space. I did not even know it was a thing. I'm so excited now. I found like a whole new rabbit hole to go down. Um, but yeah, so Detroit's first Bud and Breakfast, which is a thing. <laughs> um, <laughs> how did you guys get started? Like, where did the idea come from? And like, what? I know you gave us a little bit of background on what you guys do and stuff like that. But like, what is the purpose for um, Copper House and how you guys got started? Well, the engagement. When we were in Europe during our engagement, we we went to Paris, which is where we got engaged. We went to Amsterdam and stayed on the houseboat, and then we went to London afterwards. And each of those short-term rentals gave us insight into what travelers needed. Um, and so the first leg of the trip in Paris, we selected a neighborhood that was queer friendly, right? So we could integrate in the community. Um, it was a, an apartment. There was not like uh, someone who lived there. So we, we still had to figure out the neighborhood ourselves, figure out the trains. I remember the train. We, we, I, we <laughs> could not read French and we didn't know where we were going. It was hard. Um, and then we went to uh, Amsterdam and we stayed in this like cute, like it was super cute. It was super rustic. And um but it was also cannabis consumption friendly. So um, we, we got kind of like being in a space that was uh, kitschy, you know, like it was a kitschy kind of like environment, kitschy vibe. And then, uh, but we were able to smoke in there, you know, like there was an ashtray, there were pre-rolls, I mean like leftover joints everywhere. So the leftover grams everywhere. And that's where we kind of were like, oh, okay, so this is a cannabis friendly spot. We don't have to be, we don't have to hide that at all. And then in London, we stayed in a hostel, which was more of a community vibe. So there were people that were there um, to kind of be that community ambassador. They could tell us what pubs to go to, what tours were available. But we were still, like, very conscious that we were queer and we were staying in a room with all women. So I remember being afraid, like, we were conscious of being affectionate with one another. We slept in separate beds. I remember one night we, we snuck in the same bed and it was like, Ooh, we don't want them to, you know, like it was very uncomfortable. So we've tried to integrate a lot of that experience into our experience here at Copper House. One, we're in um, Bagley, which is in a Northwest neighborhood. It is an authentic neighborhood in Detroit. So we have integrated into the community and our guests are able to support the local um, economy. And what is dope about that is that we live where there's the highest concentration of black owned businesses on Livernois. So many of the boutiques, many of the restaurants, um, many <coughs> of the dessert shops um, are all owned by black folks. And then it's also very close to Ferndale, which is uh, pretty much a neighborhood. Um, so we were looking for a space that would feel safe for queer folks. Um, and then we took in the community vibe because we, most bed and breakfasts have innkeepers that live there. Um, but when you have like the Airbnb model in your mind, you're not used to having someone who lives in, in the, we live in this house. Um, and so, but we get to be the, the liaison for the community the same way that they had at the hostel. Um, and we are affirmative of queer identity so folks don't ever have to question if they're safe here um so we get a lot of bookings from folks who are queer just for that reason um and then the 
the yeah and and we talked about we are cannabis friendly so you don't have to question if you can consume here either um there's ashtrays we have papers we have um uh rolling trays and bongs and dab rigs and 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 infusion we have an ardent for people to infuse their own oils um you can literally do what you want and be safe in this space is like our goal I love that. I think it's, again, super important to build community um, and build safe spaces for people like us who look like us, who identify as we do, um, to know that they're not alone because, you know, we're stronger together. That is something I truly believe. And um, being that cannabis is still so white male dominated um we gotta we gotta like break that shit down like we 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 gotta like figure this out you know build these communities so that we can be the dominating force in these industries because ultimately it comes from us anyways you know we're we're the ones who do the work we're the ones who have paid with our lives with our time with our family members lives and all these other different ways and still we rise above everything. So I, I can't help but to believe that eventually we will be able to, you know, do what we want in the in the industry because it is do- predominantly ours. But we got to get there first. So, Girl, you get me goosebumps. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I, I love that. I, it, I think that was really one of um, the things that really wanted made me want to reach out to you because I was like, they're physically building the community and like that's my goal um and i've i've been looking at eventually i want to open a space and i haven't quite figured out what the space is going to be but it it gave me a new idea like hey i've never thought about an actual house instead of a warehouse like that may work and so i'm just like look at the ideas we get look at the ideas our people come up with like we are just fucking amazing (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So did you did you buy the house with the intention like after you came back from the honeymoon or was this already your house and you're like, hey, we're going to get this shit together and looking right. <laughs> yeah, um, it was it was we're going to get this shit together. Um, you know, when Michigan became legalized, I just they kept talking about how this would be the next big gold rush, the green rush, right? And I'm like, you know, I'm Capricorn, so I'm very money motivated. Um, and I just jokingly said, we need to hop in on this. Like, we got to get in on this because we're, we're both entrepreneurs. We both want to uh, create something um, and, and have it be sustainable for us to live off of and be our own boss. We don't want to work for the man we want to work for ourselves right so um and knowing jessica you know once she gets something in her mind she's a manifester so obviously she hit the ground running and i'm a hard worker and laborer so i obviously followed suit quickly that's a beautiful team and yeah like like she mentioned earlier so um we we had to figure out because it's expensive and you know no, it's um, just a couple dollars. What do you mean? Just like a few dollars here and there. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> in the case y'all can't is... hear the sarcasm in my voice. <laughs> no. Yeah, it's uh it, it was is 
kind of challenging trying to navigate and um, understand that system. So we just had to prototype with what we had. And that's exactly what we did. And I had never been prouder to see their growth and like just thriving um, in this, this uh, very competitive industry. It's amazing. Right. It's, it's like seeing like your baby grow up and like, oh my God, you're a good human. You're not like a shit show. <laughs> and that is a, it's literally a labor of love. And I think, you know, everything that I've seen on you guys, um, I would book something, you know, when I'm out there in Detroit, if I ever make it out there, not in the winter time. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, not in the winter time. But yeah, I think that is, um, it's the definition of use what you got to get what you want. And I love that for y'all. And, you know, only up from here, like you said, the, um, it's still very difficult and it's a lot of money, but outside of the financial, what other challenges do you think you face, you guys face like with getting this dream up and running to where it is now? Um, like on a personal level so like with because you guys are married so like you're it's hard to work with your partner and live with your partner and like it's you're they're always there <laughs> so it's that's a lot that that in of, of itself is a challenge but stuff like that like how do you guys navigate those those difficult challenges without trying to kill each other <laughs> yeah, I, I think that you want to kill each other sometimes <laughs> and you just have to accept that but at the end of the day, Kara is my best friend and the love of my life and the future mother of my children. And we're building, this is meant to build our legacy, right? So like I have a bigger picture in mind and oftentimes I do win the debate. I'm not going to lie because I have spent most of my adult life being a brat who will just throw a tantrum to get her way. I'm not going to lie. I've actually worked on listening in the last year i'm looking for affirmation here okay okay i'm much better at listening i don't know around decor in the house i'm the cancer like i'm the nester i'm the one who wants to decorate i i i can't relinquish control of that element um but a lot of other things i don't put my nose the same way that you're working on a team and everybody's bringing their own value we have lanes, right? Like, uh, Cara is our property manager. That means she manages the operations of the business. So whether we need um, facilities things, whether we need supplies for events, whether there's a, a, a contract that's coming in, um, if it is kind of managing the team and making sure they do all those things, that's her lane. She, I don't, I don't put my nose in it unless she asks for my help. Um, if she's managing the bookings, I don't do any, like that. I don't, that's her lane. I let her manage it until, you know, you know, if something is not going in a timely manner, <laughs> I'm going to intervene <laughs> and be like, come back in. And, and I'm the communications person. I'm the PR person. I'm the experienced host when people are in the space. I don't know if you can notice, I like to talk way more than Kara. So, like, I do the engagement with the people. I help do the party planning and get them to think about what the what it could look like. I help folks visualize the concept, and I my mouthpiece sells the space. Um, interface. Oh. <laughs> she loves it. 
She is the PR. She is the face of Copper House. Yeah. And definitely very welcoming. Yeah. Good. It's it's very much a, a great team. Um, and it's something like I like how you said earlier, like um just you are the decorator and the the you know creative in that kind of sense and then Cara does the business and the operations like that is exactly what you need because if you had two create really creative people trying to do these things together it may not work the same it may not you know yeah. produce the same results so it's beautiful to find not only a partner in life but a partner in business because those are both places that are hard to find good people and you found it all in one yeah, I think I, that, that so we were together for like a decade, eight years before we went into business together. Mm -hmm. And so we had learned each other pretty well. And then starting a business makes you learn each other in a whole different way. Um, but I think that it really is, this is what we want to do for our kid. You know, like... <laughs> what we want to do for our family and so it's the like bigger picture but yes i'm so grateful to have the all-star all-in-one love that i love just such a beautiful love story it just like makes my inside all warm and stuff not in a weird way just like you know like my heart i meant um <laughs> so what do you think have been like some of your favorite events <laughs> or your they're most so memorable events. I'm always—they're they're all memorable to me because again, it just reminds me of our growth and the potential, and just makes me really excited about what what I can do with this space and and how I can continue growing it. Um, but I would say it has to—it has to be the first event we've ever had. Um. It, before we were officially the Copper House, we were um, high end events, and um, we I remember us running our first loft, um, and Jessica planned out um, a variety of activities. Uh, that was very engaging for all of our guests. That you know had bachata, uh, you know a dance instructor teaching us bacha bachata, uh, and we had um, one of our friends who was a chef uh, cook an authentic meal. Uh, yeah, I think that maybe her her family had a recipe of or or maybe something she did she's at puerto work. rican she's a puerto rican chef so she made empanadas and arroz con gandules yeah mm. um, which is delicious mm -hmm. and we, we've made some friends with uh some some folks who knew the cannabis uh cannabis industry a little bit more than we did at the time and was able to talk about different products and stuff um and it was just a great time it was a great night and it, we were packed our first event ever, we were packed to the brim. Like, yeah. It was, a, it was a great turnout. It was a great night. So and that's going to that feel amazing. Like you said, <laughs> the was. first ever. And, you know, that's when you're really terrified. It's like, oh, shit. Hey, we're about to do this. We're really about to do this. And for it to be a success and, and you know, a beautiful win, that's amazing. I that's, That would probably make it my most memorable, too. <laughs> yeah, it was called La Bodega, so we had someone, yeah, it was it was dope, and it was in southwest Detroit in Corktown, which is where I'm from, and southwest Detroit has the, the highest proportion of Latine folks in, in Detroit, and so it was pretty culturally relevant, too, um, 
That was dope. That was a good memory. I had when you said first event, I thought four twenty dinner because that was it. What I think for Copperhouse first event, mm. but you're right. Like we've been in this hospitality event space beyond before even we were doing events at our house. I remember when we wanted to do our first event, it took convincing. We, and I think that that is the Rampage event this summer is my favorite event because we had a fire thrower here, which was crazy. It had a bonfire. We had uh, musicians. We had a violinist. We had a comedian. And I think that my biggest fear, so I've spent most of my life as a fat woman. I, um, I still identify as fat, even though my body has changed. Um, but I was scared of comedy shows because I didn't want to be made fun of when I like entered them. Like for real, I used to tell Cara, like one of my biggest fears is being made fun of. So we have this comedian, comic Jay Will, who is a Detroit comedian, very well known. He's a very well known comedian. Like, and he was in our space. It was our first ever comedy show. And he roasts the shit out of us because we are <laughs> a regular, we are a regular neighborhood house. Like I, we are a regular house that we've renovated our basement um, like it is, I, that is who we are as Copper House. Get cozy with Copper House. That's why we market it in that way. And he was like, he roasts the shit out of us. And I was like, this is my biggest fear. But I stood there and laughed the whole time. And I was just like, it's okay. Because you know what? I create value in every space in which I exist. Like, I didn't feel insecure about myself or about my business because I still knew I was the shit even though he was roasting me. You know, mm -hmm. like, and he I... stayed the entire night we, chilling. Yes, he stayed the whole time. After his set, he was chilling by the bonfire, like, because it was a vibe, because yes. it's a vibe. See? Yeah, you like, yeah, you talking mess, but you having fun, ain't you? Ain't yeah, you? exactly, exactly. <laughs> That's awesome. I that that was another thought I uh, was. So, do you guys get like noise complaints or like do your neighbors hate you? Not so, at all. Sorry. Oh, go ahead. Oh, I, okay. So <laughs> this is actually so we get a lot of sponsored events. So we have a lot of cannabis around. I give my neighbors goodie bags, mm -hmm. so they get free weed from me. One. That is how <laughs> they don't hate me, um, or us. Secondly, we. I'll let you know I said that <coughs> my wife is uptight and she's <coughs> operations and she's a Capricorn in six placements in her chart. <laughs> so sis don't play about violations. And so like we don't have things loud after midnight because we're in a neighborhood if it's not on the weekend. You know, like we are very respectful of the community that we exist in. Um, and we also like the the biggest thing that I think our, we have a lot of elders around us and they don't like the smell so we're conscientious about what does it mean to like not have a super smelly house you know um but we don't um and and we're open our doors are open to the community too as long as it's not a, a private event we mostly uh, are very welcome to we've actually had uh, some neighbors <laughs> sneak in although it was a free public event <laughs> sneaking in just so they can see what we did because they often see us having these events mm -hmm. and they were just like i was just waiting for an opportunity to come meet you and see and they, they always have a good time and we're always like come back please come back anytime again building like, that community and like really being a part of where you're you're building i love that because that that would be my concern um or my first concern about like a house would be like are the neighbors going to call the cops on me like every time I have an event? 
But um, I guess that would really depend on like the ordinances in the area and stuff like that. So, yep. so you got to pay attention to those and be mindful of those. I also served on our neighborhood association for two years on the board of directors. So I built relationships that way. And our neighbors, we're in Detroit. Detroit is some hustlers. Um, like our neighbor across the street turned his garage into an industrial kitchen. So he actually started selling plates out of there and we were one of his best customers, like buying at the masses because our, our guests would go and buy them at a party or our guests could get, he had a menu special for Copper House that our guests could call his number, place an order when they're staying the night and he could get, he had orders coming in. So I think it's like, how can we all be a part of this hustle economy together and, and grow together? Um, and I am very proud that we inspired him to start doing some of that. Yeah, again, building that community and making sure that like we all eaten. I think that's the part that a lot of people miss sometimes is that um, we don't have to be competition. Um, we do not have to be competition. It's definitely about being community because there's enough room for everybody to eat. So how do we make sure that I'm eating, but I'm also helping feeding you? So I love that. Man, I'm so hungry. Like, I feel like you just keep saying food. And I just, like, I immediately, I don't know why, but I immediately pictured him making, like, barbecue plates. And I was like, damn, I could go for a rib right now. Yes, yes, absolutely. All the barbecue. Mm. Oh, my God. Is Detroit, like, known for barbecue? Is that why I thought of that? Or am I just, like, I, I may just be hungry. No, I feel like you probably just, I don't know. We we are known for soul food, I think. Uh, we're the blackest city in America. Um, about Detroit? Yeah, Detroit. What are we known for? Soul food. Yeah, but Motown, too. We're the oh, that's music. Motown. She's talking about food. What oh, type of food oh, that we know oh, for? And I would say soul food is what we're mostly known for. Chicken waffles, too. Man. Man, I'm so hungry. Well... Um, so what other kind of events have you guys had had at the um, Copper House? Completely, see, I just did it right there. I completely spaced out. I was like, I know it starts with the C. I know it starts with the C. <laughs> oh man, we've had so many. So um, a few dinners, tea parties. We're definitely known for our tea parties. We have really great tea parties. Do people come with um, like the really big hats? Oh, that's okay. I love that. Oh. Yes. yes. I, I'm not sure. Oh, sorry. Uh, I'm not sure if you watch the Bridgertons, but uh, we had the soundtrack playing at one of our two parties. Ambiance. <laughs> vibes. Yes. I was waving. Um, but uh, we've also had a lot of educational events, um, vendor day events, um, um, sponsored events with some big name cannabis companies. Even my job has sponsored a couple of our events, which I'm pretty grateful for. Um, we've had sound baths, we've had meditation, um, healing circles, yoga. Yoga, yes. I love that. Those all sound like such great things and such fun times. Our $5 dance party. <laughs> we used to do these dance parties. We ain't got no dance for it. But <laughs> it was a vibe. We got down to our dining room. <laughs> it was a vibe. We cleared out the dining room for the table away. Um, <laughs> and just, uh, there you donors, go. There's your dance floor. Donors don't dance. That's the thing. Um, you know, and then, like, 
that's probably true. Yeah. But I do, I like dancing, especially if the beat is good. I have, like, like, there's a particular strain, it's called, um, from Jeter, it's called Mojilato, and that mm -hmm. makes me want to dance. But otherwise, not, I just want to sit and do whatever I'm going to do. Yeah, <laughs> that's what we learned. Vibe, whatever. Yeah. Um. Well, I, I, this is production, a lot of photo shoots and lifestyle photo shoots and activation in that way. Um, yeah, sorry. <laughs> no, yeah. I didn't even think about like that would be, you know, brands, like you said, the brands come there and have hiring days that of course would also be a great place to do photo shoots. There's so <laughs> many, the, the point is there's options galore. Like yeah. there is the literally the what is the saying the stars the shoot for the moon something yeah, or other yeah. something like that something, <laughs> something with like... the moon and the stars and you know going above and beyond is what i'm trying to say <laughs> you got like we've had a whole last wedding at our house oh yeah oh, really? we've had, had a wedding reception and a wedding at our house that is like the sky is the limit that is dope, that <laughs> yeah. is dope. do you guys ever have problems with parking no. We are okay, so this is the we're a corner house, oh. so we have a whole and and across the street from us is a lot, oh. so it's like there's a lot of street parking. Yeah, that's nice because actually I think maybe that's not Detroit. I was gonna say I watch Parking Wars a lot, and you know they be writing tickets, tickets, <laughs> <laughs> but I think I don't think they're in Detroit. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> um. I know that you have to get out of here soon. And I can step away and Cara can, can keep chatting. Well, I'm going to, we, I think this is, we've, we've done great. So I want to uh, respect your time. And before we get out of here, I want to first say thank you because this has been so much fun and you guys have a plethora of knowledge. And um, I just want to let other people know that like there, where there's a will, there's a way. And if you want to get into this industry, um, it doesn't always have to be um, as a bud tender or as a grower. I know that you grow, but um, you know, you get what I'm saying. You also do yeah. other things. <laughs> you do more. <laughs> you do it all. Um, like there are other options. You just have to find what works for you, what works for your current situation and what you have and make, you know, gold out of it. Because honestly, especially as um, black women, I think that's what we do the best is make gold out of nothing. And um, I think, well, in your case, copper, but you know, is copper less than gold? You get the point. You, you get the reference that I'm trying to make. <laughs> I get the point. Yes. The point. Um, so before we get out of here, um, we always end the episode with a random ass question from the random ass question list. So, because, I mean, what is highness without randomness? Um, so I have a list of questions numbered 4 through 20. Um, so you can pick a question and I will ask, or you can pick a number and I will ask that question. <laughs> Between 4 and 20. I gotta pick it. Uh, 7. Oh, where did 7 go? Um... What is your favorite Pop-Tart flavor? Pop-Tart? Yeah. 
cinnamon brown sugar. Man, every time. Every time. And what do you mean? You don't eat Pop Tarts. I don't eat them, but I know what my favorite one is. Right. Still. Right. And Still I, I, okay. I, I bet you could guess what my favorite is. Strawberries. Cherry. Cherry? <laughs> <laughs> yes. who, eats who eats cherry pop tarts who eats cherry pop tarts delicious Wait, ew I mean, different from strawberry right no very different very very different I cannot even imagine now I gotta go buy cherry pop tarts just so I can try it and eat it I have eaten a few cherry pop tarts being married to this woman, and they're not that bad. I can't eat the whole pack at once. The other thing that I think both of us share as a secondary favorite, maybe, is s'mores. Yes. Mm-hmm. S'mores yes. are not bad, and I don't really like chocolate, but the s'mores ones are pretty bomb. Yeah, yeah. the s'mores are fire, because the graham cracker crust. Oh. But... No, so the the uh, cherry, that is still amazing to me. That is shocking to me. <laughs> I did not like, see that coming. In Michigan. Like, especially, <laughs> I did not see that coming at all. But have you ever taken the the brown sugar one? I used to make this for me and my ex all the time. It was like my favorite dessert forever. Um, you you heat up the pop tarts like in the microwave for like maybe thirty seconds, and then you put ice cream, like vanilla ice cream, over the pop tart, and just wow. it is so amazing. When I tell you. Life changing, but you I can't. Because I be dipping them in milk, you know. Milk. So, yes. The vanilla bean ice cream. Oh, uh-huh. hey, but you gotta make sure you don't overcook the pop tart. Did you say? Huh? What kind of ice cream? Vanilla bean. Oh, vanilla bean. Okay. Yeah, the good. Oh man, so good. Yeah, 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 yeah. I've I tried. Uh, I love trying different pop tarts. And my favorite cookie is Snickerdoodles. And so I got the Snickerdoodle Pop-Tarts. Don't do it. They're not great. Completely ruined it. Um, I still love Snickerdoodle cookies, but I've, I have not had an actual Pop-Tart since. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I'll go back eventually, but it won't be to the Snickerdoodles. Let me tell you. Right. I hunted all over for those, to, for them to not be good. That's rude. <laughs> rude, how dare you? <laughs> how dare you yeah so that is the random ass question what is your favorite pop tart flavor we have i'm sorry it's strange but cherry (laughs) and of course brown sugar for the win (laughs) because cherry who i have never seen anybody in my life say yeah let me get a cherry like i've seen the box i've seen the box in the store but i feel that i always see the box in the store because no one should buy it (laughs) Right. Right now I have to go find a cherry pop tart just so I can be like, no, see, this is nasty. Now I need to know. <laughs> They're sugary. It's so like you might not be able to even go through the whole thing. Man. Yeah, they, they did yeah, they got pretty sweet. Uh, I can't eat it as much as I used to as a kid, but I do enjoy it. I have the sour brown sugar. That's super sweet. It got the man, you know. and with the ice cream, I'm telling you, try it with the ice cream. I'm gonna. That's like okay. That's yes. on the list. Yes. So that is great. I, this is why I love the random ass questions. You always learn something new. Um, that people actually eat cherry pop tarts. 
And before we get out of here, I want to say that I've had an amazing time and I'm so happy you came and joined. And I think this has just like been a great sister smoke session here. Um, so before we get out of here, go ahead and tell the people where they can find you. What's your Instagram? How do they book a, a, a stay at the Copper House in Detroit? Yeah, so you can find us on Instagram at Copper House, C-O-P-P-E-R, House, H-O-U-S-E, D-E-T for Detroit. And our website is copperhousedet.com. And in the right-hand corner, there's a, like, book here button on our website that you can book. Or you can shoot us a DM and we can share the link. Um, We're also on Facebook at Copper House D-E-T. And you mentioned Instagram, right? I did mention Instagram. And I am personally on Instagram at I am Jess Human. I love that name. (laughs) That is so cute. Thank you. I am Jess, like J-E-S-S. That is amazing. Um, you do like puns, though. I you do. I, I love a good pun. I Everything <laughs> in my head is a good pun. Like, even the name of this, Bluntly Black Girls, I was like, yes. I love that. Yes. yes. <laughs> I love a good pun. Um, and then, Cara, where can we find you? Do you or I know you, you said you, you don't do the social as much. Yeah, I don't do it as much. Um, but, you know, if, if you're cool enough, you can find me at Hip Me Hop and on Instagram. <laughs> At, wait, H-I-P-N-E-H-O-B. No, 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 no. Okay, one more time. At what? <laughs> now I'm a little embarrassed to repeat it. <laughs> my uh, cheeks are... I mean, uh, in my defense, I was very young when I first made this. <laughs> Early 20s, you know? Um, no. I, I pronounce it hip knee hop. H-I-P-P. N-E-H-O-P. Hip me hop. <laughs> on Instagram. Like, like you're... Or, <laughs> okay. Yeah, like hip hop to the hip knee, hip me hop. <laughs> Don't stop. I think it's the hip and hop. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, something feels wrong. <laughs> you know what? Uh, I have decided I absolutely love y'all <laughs> because this is this is great. So like I tell y'all every time, go follow them, especially Cara, because she is hilarious, hilarious. Um, don't be a weirdo, uh, but say hello and interact. And um, yeah, definitely book something at their at their house because I know if I ever go to Detroit, where I'm going to be staying. So, but come not through. again, not in the winter. Not yes, in winter. not in the winter. Come through in the summer. Come through in Cancer Leo season. Ooh, even better. Yes, I love this. So I think that sums up another episode of Bluntly Black Girls. Thank you again a million times over to my smoking sisters, Jess and Cara. Um, I wish you guys the utmost best and continued growth and continued events and all of the things that you're doing. Um, you guys can follow them again on Instagram at Copper House D E T and 
I'll list all the other places in the show notes because I can't remember them right now. You can follow us at Bluntly Black Girls on IG and Bluntly BLK Girls on Twitter. Visit the website that is finally live and you can find more episodes for the podcast and order your Intentional Highness set. And I think that's it. So uh, comment, rate, subscribe, talk to us. Let us know what you think about the episodes. Any comments or questions for me or my guest today, let us know. Again, don't be a weirdo because that's not cool. Um, yeah, smoke a blunt, drink your water, and fuck what anybody got to say about being a bluntly black girl. We're out.